So we now have some new music for the Malt Ale podcast. We are we are really pushing it now. So a very warm welcome to everybody. We had a couple of weeks off again, but we're back here on episode 15. And we are going to be tackling London, or in a very manageable bit, really. Do what, mate? Do adventures. <laughs> right. Do you like music? Do you like it's ukulele something that's called? <laughs> and I must say, it's a big thank you to Ben Sound. Uh, if you want some free and affordable loyalty free music, go to bensound.com and you can get the music for your podcast. Do you want, do you want some trivias about ukulele? Do you, remember, yeah. do, do you remember Sam Brown who did stop? Yeah, well, she she has a ukulele band now. Oh. She's, she's big into ukuleles. Yeah, I think she was a bit of one it one it wonder. But yeah, stop uh, uh, before you break my heart. All that sort of stuff. But anyway, yeah. So she has uh, it's Sam Brown and the amazing ukulele band or something. There you are. And Tremendous. Enjoyed that, right. Well, yeah. as always, we're going to have lots of chat. We're going to do a bit of catch-up, first of all. It's been a couple of weeks since we've all been uh, on the pod. Uh, Bruce has sent... He, he just looks like he's been drinking for, for York and England and King Harry after his long absence. So <laughs> there's lots of pictures of Bruce. There's only one or two pictures of me and Nick getting out there. But I've had a you know, really fairly quiet. I kind of had that initial burst. And then calm down a little bit. I've been quite busy at work as well. And then we are going to say we're going to tackle London uh, this evening, but a bit different to try and keep it under seventeen hours. I, I don't even I didn't even think about how many pubs around London. It must, there must just be thousands, wasn't there? And yeah. Well, where, where, where does start London Googling start? It London? Because it, goes, it depends where, on where does London, London start? And where does where it is London kind of stop? Thing, really. Yeah. So, so what we're going to do is we are going to each pitch three pubs each. Do it in kind of round three rounds. Um, and then we are going to see if we had uh, a short time in London, which three that we would go to as well. So, as I mentioned, beery highlights. So, Bruce, come on, you're going to talk us through all of this. Uh, well, quite a lot of these, I think you were supposed to be going to the dentist or taking your good lady wife to the dentist. So, this is, I think this was, the, this was the day, wasn't it, when you were back in pubs? This was the first Monday. Well, we went down lunch out to the Snickerway and had a splendid pint of, uh, it was a Shropshire Brewery. It was absolutely wonderful yeah. stuff, Shropshire Blonde. It was a fantastic time with that one. That was uh, lunchtime the day pubs were open. They'd only been open two hours. My lunch is one till two. So thought we had to mark the occasion so we couldn't snicker away, cracking pubs snicker away, and then followed it for the celebration. And you managed to get a, a pie in as well, by the looks of it. Absolutely, yes. It's, uh, <laughs> was it a religious pie? <laughs> no, no. I know. I've stopped eating those. I've got three this week already. It's only Thursday. <laughs> What was how busy? How busy was the pub, Bruce? Was it? Uh... It was the loads of people were coming in and just having a a pint. He said uh, just to say they were back in and doing it. I think it's been constant since. But that um, lunchtime it was full of people like because I, mean, I don't know we got the pub at lunchtime, uh, but it was full of people and couple doing the same thing, just relieved to be in and uh, yeah. just enjoying the old pub experience. Yes, it was a great. Yeah. Thing was, I, I was a tourist scene in York, Bruce. Obviously, not got any international tourists, but there's a few more homegrown tourists coming through the city now. Well, of course, it's been hard to gauge. See you later, Ingrid Pop. Uh, it's been um, hard to uh, gauge because of the weather. Basically, uh, it started raining on the Tuesday, of course, after the day the pubs opened, and it rained until uh, yesterday, really, but pretty much another stop. That's been yeah. instead. So today, I have to say, uh, it almost felt like uh, things go back to normal. It, there was a big couple of people around the Minster, or the hustle bus around there. There was traffic jams on the road, which is actually quite nice to see. Mm. Long time since I've seen that. But the... 
Well, to be fair to the council, though, they put uh, loads of uh, communal outdoor seats in some really nice areas, uh, front of the Minster, uh, College Green. Um, so, of course, you can go to a pub, get a take, uh, take-out beer, um, a small independent food shop, take it there. So that's great, really. So everyone's yeah. doing the best see everyone benefits. So while we moan about them quite a lot, fair game to them. I think they could have done more under the circumstances this time. Yeah. Yeah, I was, right. I was reading. I was reading on the Visit York website, and yeah, it, it seems they've, they've utilised a lot of areas, Parliament Square and St Sampson's and all that lot. So it sounds like, so, you know, yeah, 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 a lot of picnic benches they put out and a and a purchase. So yeah, and then come on, then Bruce, we've got even more pictures of Bruce in various pubs here. Yeah, so the top left is my wife. We're at the uh, Grantley Arms in uh, Ben Ridden. Uh, ben Ridden, of course, that uh, incredible uh, posh. Uh, outer suburb of uh, Ilkley. Nice place, the uh, Grantley Arms, I have to say. It's more of a hotel, but um, welcomes all the visitors and obviously a big affluent base. But again, great selection of uh, beers in there. I was waiting for the barrel to be changed, actually. That's why I had a pint of Beltings, but they had uh, <laughs> uh, Saltair beers. The, um, oh God, what else did they have? Um, oh, right, the full range of Robinson's beers. Seem to have some oh, type of Robinson's yeah, beers. Yeah. Same people have the uh, Tempest Arms at Elslag. That's a lovely place to stay as well. But yeah, great, great food as well, I have to say. I was yeah. wondering about doing that walk again from Ilka to Skipton. And oh, yeah. We did that. And we, we kind of, we wondered about getting up for Ben Ridding, but there's a decent mm. pub. I suppose it's a bit early. We'd rather walk and get over, get to Skipton. So that'd be, yeah. 20 minutes yeah. walk to the Grantley Arms. And I say, it's better than yeah. a nice outdoor area. And it's I, quite plush inside, but comfortably plush, you know, yeah. And how far is Ben Ridding from Milkley? I'm no, I just say it, that yeah. that make the walk longer because yeah. Ilkley yeah. is, is near to Skipton, then Ben Ridden yeah. it. It right. is, yeah, it's yeah. Just, but yeah, it's about four, three or four minutes on the train. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, an incredibly wealthy enclave, I have to say. There yeah. are more private roads and public roads there. Uh, then, that, unfortunately, on the uh, bottom left there, if you're watching YouTube, we then cross the road uh, to. Um, uh, uh, when we, we be no, that's Ilkley, that's Ilkley Weatherspoons, isn't it, that one? It's Ilkley Weatherspoons, it should say. To be fair, it only been open a few days. Uh, it had a deep clean, but the plastic screens, but the base look awful. And the beer, I have to say, was absolutely terrible. Dealside Blonde's one of my favourite beers. I love yeah. Dealside Blonde. That was shocking. Uh, there Oops, in a, all right? Oh, it was awful. It was bloody awful. <laughs> um, and the uh, bottom uh, right there, then the Flying Ducks at... Um, Ilkley, uh, which had a fantastic range of beers on it. Can see yeah, I always do there. Cracking range of beers and amazingly well kept to the set. Yeah. I think the uh, Wolfdale Blonde, that's the best seller by miles. Well, the brewery's only about, what, 10 yards away, so it must be, exactly, it should be yeah. good beer, shouldn't it? <laughs> it should be. It was great. And he was a quite a, an extremely chatty barman. And Dave, the temporary yeah. barman, who's got yeah, well, job. Yeah. But I think every beer there was uh, from West Yorkshire. Yeah. The exception of they had one Harrogate Brewery Plum Partron, which was just across the yeah. border, of course. So I have to say, in terms of locale, fantastic. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. So Bruce has definitely been getting, getting his own back on the beer, and he's definitely saying cask is back. Uh, and then me and Nick were a bit meager here, Nick. Just one quick picture of yourself that you sent in. You were that you had a little bit of a solo stroll last uh, Saturday. Around that was Malta. Saturday. Yeah, went up to the Royal Oak, had a couple of uh, they had. Um, uh, Copper Dragon on, and we were all remarking that we hadn't seen it for a while, but it was Copper Dragon Bitter. Mm. So I had a pint of that, mm. and then they also had, uh, it's ironic really, they had Brass Castle on, but it was mm. called Emergency Bitter, and it was probably uh, the best pint of Brass Castle I've ever had because it was very traditional. Yeah. And I was talking to Steve, and Steve says, if, I, I think he says it's called Emergency Bitter because they basically ran out or didn't have time to brew any of their fancy concoctions yeah so they basically just dropped back 
on a yeah. very simple <laughs> traditional bitter recipe and banged that out and called it emergency bitter. But as mm. I say, it was yeah. probably one of the best pints of Brasco's yeah, yeah. had. So yeah. that was that was Saturday. Then walked back down to the New Molten, tried my my three thirds all Yorkshire beers. Can't quite remember one was Acorn. Can't remember what the other two were. Um, and then uh, Sunday called off the Fairfax Arms in Gilling East and managed a quick pint of Hawardian Gold, which is the Hemsley Brewing. Yeah. I've got a little bit of news about Hemsley Brewing as well. And then last night went out uh, to our local pizzeria. So started with a bottle of Iknusa. Everybody else in there drinks Peroni, which obviously is now mass-produced sort of dishwater. Well, it's Iknusa. I think it's Sicilian. It's uh, still independently brewed. Uh, so those... Yeah. So, yeah, those, so, those that, that know. Sardinian, Ignusa, Sardinian. 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 So those that know, it's the same price as a Peroni, but it's far superior. So you look around, you look around Florio's and most people drinking Peroni and those people that know about proper drink uh, yeah. are on the Ignusa. And then we just pop back up the Royal Oak again and add another pint of the uh, the Brass Castle Emergency Bitter. Yeah, it's Bunny Copper Dragon. It's um, our friends at the uh, Tom Pudding beer shop in uh, Goole They've just tweeted tonight their beer list for this kind of, I guess, for the weekend. And they've got a couple of Thornbridge and they've got that, that Copper Dragon bitter on. So it must be doing mm. the rounds at the moment. Yeah. So, oh, I hope that's a bit of still on. But uh, Brass Castle, I'm looking forward to some of that. Well, myself, uh, as you, well, as you can see there, that was last Friday. And that was my first time in a pub, although it wasn't a pub. It was the, the gin bar that uh, my wife and nephew dragged me to. And, and I had a few of those little kind of, they only sold two thirds. So, uh, there was a couple of pale ales on. There was a Grim Burger, which I quite like, and then there was a Colonel on as well. Um, the, the one there was the bill was ninety quid after two hours, which oh, was. Uh, <laughs> but as you can see, my my missus and, and nephew were drinking nine eight pound gin cocktails, so that's probably why it felt so. And then on Sunday we managed to uh, get out. The weather wasn't too bad actually. Took took the young lad, took my lad biking, so we biked the manifold trails, one of those kind of old railway trails, and we ended up at Waslow, which is a little village kind of in the Peak District, and there's a, I, I, it's a pub that's kind of re, kind of re, whatever, re-emerged, I guess is the word, um, and it was okay, a young couple took it over, they've done a really good job over the um, uh, lockdown, in fact, I've promoted one here, because they were selling, they were kind of, they got all the breweries in the Peak District to kind of come together, and they're acting as a beer shop, I think they're short of staff, I think that's one of the problems, and um, it was okay. Uh, Bear Town had taken over the, the the pub the night before, so they were all paired down. Bear Town beers. So actually, the beer was okay. Uh, it was quite a long Sunday lunch that took you know one of those where you just sat for quite a long time. And because there was only two staff on, uh, they weren't, and we were kind of tucked in a, a corner around the corner. You didn't, you know, you, you had to wait a long time to get a drink as well. But uh, anyway, the Greyhound that was low, I'd probably give it another go. It's certainly done, done a lovely job on the pub. It's, quite a nice outside and inside so that that's it but i'm i'm heading up to yorkshire on saturday so i know we've already got a couple of nick and we've got a couple of uh, places booked in for a couple of evening sessions and i said the uh, the, the grand news is we are going to hopefully do a live podcast and uh from out harrogate way we go in and we are definitely off the roosters because i've booked us in so we uh, will be at the Roosters Tap about three o'clock, which we really look forward to. We've got some fantastic feedback from that as well. We we might also we probably call in the Cold Bath, which is a new one of me, really brewery tap, which is in more central Harrogate. And um, we talk about how going to Harrogate Brewing, probably calling Nesborough, and I'm sure we'll end up in York as well. 
for a few beers. So a bit of beer news. I think this is all from me this week. Actually, I'll admit you mentioned some. Picked up yeah, this one. Some... We were talking about Vox a couple of weeks ago, which is a very famous northeast brewery. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, typical kind of things. They got bought out by various mega breweries, and um, I think again some of the beers that they were had used to do were kind of cuckoo brewed elsewhere and then dropped off. And uh, TV Celeb, um, the guy who does the uh, name now, the guy that does the programs about it's, um, kind of spaces and things like that. He's a Geordie bloke, and he, I can't yeah. his name now. I'm not going my head. Um, but George, yeah, uh, George, I think is his name. Yeah, uh, anyway, he's oh, bought yeah. in. He's bought into Volks. Uh, two guys apparently have managed to buy the name and stuff. Um, and they have started to produce some of the, I, I, I would suggest, in the style of the old Volks breweries. So there is a double Maxim, uh, a Maximus, and a Samson as well. So that's really good. And it's well, I've, I've, had, that Maxim, his name. That I've had that double Maxim in bottles, you remember. I was getting yeah. it from Morrison's, reduced. Yeah. So in yeah. fact, I've got, I've got a bottle in the, bridge, in the fridge now. So yeah. It's a bit, I think it's 4.7, so it's not quite as strong as, as maybe you. I think, I mean, well, they, they call it a brown ale, so I think it's yeah. their competition for Newcastle brown ale. That's what they said, really. And, and they're yeah. claiming that they're the only now true northeast brewery that's brewing a, you brown know, ale. A, a, yeah. a traditional not Newcastle style brown ale. Yeah. So it might be worth looking at the brewery. They're back in Sunderland. I think they are. Yeah. I, I did mention those somewhere, which I, as always, I've rushed in from work tonight, so I don't know if I put them out. But yeah, no. So uh, again, I'm sure if you Google that story, it, it, will, it will come up. Um, the second one I just thought this is my uh, my uh, well, my work's local paper, the St. Ellen Star. And mm. this was their headline in last week's local paper. <laughs> Customers in St. Ellen's drank 102 pints a minute uh, in, on the opening night, which is, which is going to do like the beer in St. Ellen's. Jo- Johnny That's Vegas must be out on town. Absolutely. I mean, there aren't many pubs there, but 4,000 customers, they reckon they drank 102 pints a minute. So that's, that's pretty good going. Well done for the fine folk of St. Ellen's. Uh, and then again, just we've again, it's a theme that we've had over the last couple of weeks, isn't it? Um, Sam Smith, and I know Bruce. You mentioned this that there are lots of Sam Smith pubs that um, which have been shut now for a considerable time, and whether that was just the uh, pandemic. Um, and again, this, I think this this came through uh, one of the camera kind of one of those camera kind of round emails that you get. Uh, a guy called Ian Glenn Dinning, who again has been having a bit of a campaign to try and save the Anchor Inn in Gisborough, which is top end in North Yorkshire. Yeah. Um, and again, that that is one of those pubs. Sam's pubs is a great little pub. And was doing really well pre-COVID, but it just seems to have been mothballed completely now. Um, and again, he was saying that there are apparently over 90 Smiths pubs now that are currently either looking for new new vacancies, new management, um, or are just look like they've been mothballed. So it's, uh, it's interesting. And again, a bit sad because, you know, great, great mm-hmm. pub. And whether that it, it may bounce back, I guess that was... Um, most, some, well, I think all some systems are managed, aren't they? So they have managers in... And whether that was things to do with furlough and stuff, but who knows? Um, right, and again, just link. Yeah. Now we've got the York Arms mothballed, of course, in the Shadow of York Minster. Then Long Marston pubs closed. Uh, Ascombe Richard pubs closed. Uh, Appleton Robert pubs closed. Bolton Percy pubs closed. And I believe Walt Hill's closed. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think the one at Stamford Bridge is closed as well now. Right. Uh, and the yeah. pub at Skeleton, so it's just mad. So all the places the village produced to go. I, and of course, the only pub in the village as well. It's absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. So and this guy Ian, he's got. A... I mean, why really? They get they get. I think about eighteen thousand pound a year. Uh, that include what well, they get the rent and um, 
it's weird, really. I, you know, he doesn't want the husband working, apparently. This is the big issue. He wants mm. two people working. But, you know, is it, is it such a bad deal if you're... You know, if you're getting your rent or your accommodation paid. But well, I suppose the challenge is that, I mean, they do do food, but a lot of them are kind of wet-driven, aren't they? And yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine, just because we know Sandsmiths, you're a bit limited in maybe some of the things that, you, you know, karaoke nights, etc. Um, yeah. You know, there's a pub open in, in Stoke-on-Trent that's got a, a golf, you know, one of these golf simulators. So oh, well. as well as doing the pub garden, they put a whole golf simulator in. So you can go have a, have a not round of golf, have a few beers, I don't. I can't see um, Sam Smith letting that happen in their pub. So, I mean, that's a challenge. How are you going to make you know keep that barrel? So anyway, this guy. I, is... I, I, sh- I should imagine it's a psychological as well. You know, the fact that you know that he sends spies round at any time. Mm. He could send somebody into your bar. You might be upstairs having your lunch, and just because somebody swears in your pub or takes the mobile phone out, next thing you know, that's it. You're out in your ear. So you know you, you yeah. can't you, you you can't relax, can you? You can't have any off time because even if you're not Reputedly physically working, spies round. I think reputedly sends spies round. Yeah. Well, this is how he's, he's closed pubs down, or isn't he, it? Or he himself goes round a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, there's plenty of evidence that says you know. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll come on to that in a minute about London pubs. Apparently, he went for a cask, quite a cask in London, and it was horrible. And that was it. He just pulled every every pub in London does not serve cask Sam Smith. When he when he went to the Wellington Bros, and because they had too many people outside. Mm. What happened there? Well, so she, was, the, she, she was in breach of the COVID rules, actually, so you can't really blame him for that, can you? <laughs> she, yeah, but I say it, 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 it must be the psychological thing that all the time you're worrying that, you know, you, you have a night off, you celebrate somebody's birthday, and yet you're just wondering what's happening back at the pub. I mean, if you're a landlord, you do that anyway, because you, you're always afraid of your licence, but it's not just your licence you might lose, it's the roof yeah. over your head, because obviously that's, that's what he's got when he's got people living in his pubs. A lot of the people are taking his pubs on. You know, yeah. it's a case of right. You're out in your ear tomorrow. That's and it. You're also, you go. And you're also living above the shop, aren't you? Which again, yeah. not, I'm amazed now. Most pubs don't do that, do you? You don't actually live very not few, but there's quite a lot of pubs now where they just go, they lock up, and they go at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, just link. So, so this guy, Ian, there's a letter, and again, you know, I, I think I signed it. That's gone to the brewery. I'm not quite sure what response we'll get. But again, for camera members, there is now a little bit of a forum for friends of Sam Smith's Brewery campaigning. So again, if Matt, as Bruce mentioned there. If that's happening in your area. And again, just linked to that, there was some talk then about um, a couple of London-based guys saying it's seven, they're currently charging £7.40 a pint in London wow. pubs for a pint of Stingo. I mean, Stingo is quite strong. Oh, so I don't get that. But it was interesting, the Hopinions guys, they they were, I've just been listening to their podcast this week on the way home tonight, and they, they'd been out and about, and they were saying, again, they'd been to, one of, I'd been to a pub where six pints had cost over 50 quid. And again, it was seven odd quid a pint. And they were saying, you know, the problem is, okay, that, you know, yes, we're supporting breweries, but is that going to push people back to say, you know what, I, I might as well go to the supermarket. Yeah. I can buy four beers for seven quid and, and nice yeah. beers and a selection of beers. So it's been since see what happens to price, really. And I've noticed the price has definitely gone up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've yeah. been out. It's definitely, you know, up and, you know, which is fair to. They've got to get some money back. But I think that's yeah. the danger. We've got, we've got so used to drinking at home for the last 18 months. And there is, yeah. like, as we've been saying, there's a massive variety in your supermarkets and your bottle shops, your online. I mean, all those online beers that people probably never bought before um, mm. to work it through. Nick, you've got some other brewery news you mentioned, Nick. There's some more beer news. Or... Yeah, so I mentioned Helmsley Brewing. Uh, I've had it on sort of semi-good authority that they might be moving closer to Moulton. They might be a spit away from Moulton Town Centre. You know the Smithy in Swinton? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, they reckon they've bought that. Uh, we had noticed an extension going on the side during lockdown. It operated as a shop. The pub had been an asset to the village. It operated as a shop, obviously, while it couldn't sell beer. Uh, and it proved very, very popular. So we saw that they were building what looked like a big garage on the side. And I thought, are they going to put a permanent little store in there? But I've been told, no, actually, that's where they're going to put the brewery into because the couple who have Hamsley Brewery uh, are moving to the pub instead, which will give them, obviously, a proper tap. I mean, the, the premises in, in Helmsley, you know where it is, Mike, just over the bridge mm. there. It's not really a, a bar or a pub. Uh, mm. That's where they were brewing from. So they'll have a proper pub now, proper tap. Uh, and as I say, once again, for me, it's 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 walkable from from where yeah, we're molten. Yeah, it's six yeah. what half an hour walk. Cyclable, um, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So that's that's Hemsley, yeah. Hemsley Brewing. Uh, yeah. I'm a bit uh, I'm a bit concerned because uh, got an email from Great Newsome Brewery informing us that uh, Nick, the head brewer, Nick Hopper was leaving after 13 years. It was quite amical, the, the email, wishing him well, et cetera, et cetera. So went on their website and it appears they're not only advertising for a head brewer, but they're also advertising for an assistant head brewer as well. So I'm just wondering what's gone on there. If mm. they've lost the head brewer and the assistant brewer, maybe those two have decided to go off and do their own thing. Um, but I just hope it's not going to affect the quality of the beers because, as you know, that's one of my favourite breweries. So... Yeah, Let me find out a bit more information I, about I was, that. I was looking to try maybe plan a visit and see. Again, you, you can't do much of the brewery. I think they have tastings every now and then. Um, mm. And I mentioned to get as a slot at World Top, but Nick's, Nick's turned me down. So I was going to maybe go to World Top Brewery because they were doing brewery tours again. Hey, you, uh, but, you, uh, you might be on your holiday next week, but some of us are working and I've got an got, eight, eight day lined up anyway. So I have so you, to do I was like reason to go and shopping spend, on, spend on day one day. Up in a brewery. <laughs> well, no, washing and shopping and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. All right, we'll talk of the beer. Let's just go we kick in out, just have a quick run around and what we are having to drink off tonight. We all seem to have beer in hand or beer near hands. Mm -hmm. So, Bruce, are you, are you on the amber neck for tonight? Yeah, sadly, I had me sick and jab on Saturday night oh. and I've uh, had like a stomach cold since I'm drinking Dandelion and Burdock. Yeah. You, know, you know, I thought that was a can of craft beer, Dandelion and Burdock. <laughs> it right. looks like a craft beer can, doesn't it? But it's yeah. Dandelion and Burdock, yeah. Uh, go on then, Nick, what are you on? So, a couple of interesting ones. Um, Osset have started to bottle the White Rat Brews. Oh, so, Osset have always had the White Rat Brewery. Uh, it's Cuckoo Brewed. Um, and obviously, when we go in our favourite pub in York, the Hop, it's always normally on the bar in there. But as I say, I've just seen it in bottle for the first time. And yeah, that's quite nice. So, that's a bottle of White Rat to start with. And then, Mike, you mentioned this two or three weeks back, the uh, collaboration between Adnams and Thornbridge the stout that they produce yeah. so oh, yeah. yeah they have yeah. a case of this in morrison's at the moment on the top shelf mm. it's not going very quick because i think that was about i can't remember if it's two pound 80 or three pound for the can but i thought i'd give it a try see what it's like so that's uh, that's me follow-up tonight it's the nevermore and so that's a collaboration between adnams and thornbridge mm. uh, what, what style was that was a... on the taps of the flying ducks and they uh would run out of time really i would like to try that yeah Ooh. Well, I've I'm on a burning sky tonight. I've just been kind of I'm actually getting to bottom bottom of my boxes, so I'm on a burning sky, which I really are quite a nice. I call the crafty, but it's quite nice. This is their this is their uh, pale ale, which is quite nice. And then I have got I've got a little bit of craft tonight. I've got I'm just say using my boxes. I've got a Beaver Town neck oil next, and then I'll finish with a creme brulee or creme brulee, which we've had before. So this evening we are going to try and tackle London. So. Uh, we all probably 
well, I'm less so now. I used to go to London quite a lot. I used to have a, a, one of the jobs that I had meant that I was in there quite a lot. And actually, I used to be there quite a lot on my own. So it's quite interesting because I do quite like London pubs because I think there is that mm. thing about them. I think they get so much turnover that if you're on your own, um, I think if I, well, I don't know, I think there's quite a few places where if you're on your own, you're going to a pub, you get kind of strange looks, don't you, and whatever. <laughs> Whereas in London, I never felt it was a problem and people just let you get on with it. Some pubs, with people want to chat with you. Other pool yeah. left you alone. Great places to go. I always go get the evening standard with something's a great paper. Sit in a corner. Certainly now, what's his face? Osborne's gone. Is he, is he still there? Anyway, um, yeah, sit, in, sit in a corner, read the evening standard, read the, read the metro, have a few pints, you know, listen to whatever, read, look at my iPad. So I quite like London pubs. And as we said, there is so much choice and there is so much variation. Um, and literally, you can get pissed in the street, can't you? <laughs> quite a few streets <laughs> London where there must be that many pubs. Mm. As you go yeah. down. So what what I suggested we did uh, is that we all thought about our pubs, and if we had an afternoon in London, and we could all do three of them, as there were three of us, uh, which three pubs would we choose? Uh, and again, we put this out to Twitter as well. So we've got a few. Actually, to be honest, quite a lot of our pubs were the choices of our Twitter area followers as well. Uh, we wanted two other ones as well. So we, as I said, we're going to pitch them. We've got, I think, just about I've kept two. Two slides for those on YouTube of pictures that we can talk about, and then a bit of a summary page. And me and Bruce have done that. Nick, Nick's going to do his verbally. Um, and then we're going to have, at the end, we're going to vote. Now, what I'm going to say is you can't vote for your own pub in each round, and then we'll see what happens. It's probably get a three-way tie, but, but you never know. I put a map of where I think we've just about hit on the right-hand side, and we're actually, to be honest with you, probably because of where we come into London, we either come in, you guys would come into King's Cross. I normally come right. into Euston, although sometimes it occasionally goes to St. Pancras because I've got the uh, the East Midlands line as well. Um, so it, we're in that kind of square between, I don't know, Soho, Fitzrovia, Pancras, Euston, Alburn. We're in that kind of slot, aren't we? I think Nick, you've got one slightly probably towards... Where, where do you say that red line is? No, it's oh, Westminster. Westminster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's... I it's, think mine and Bruce's are fairly solidly in that in that big blob where you where you yeah. can go i've got a great yeah. thing is you can walk to most of these places can't you so yeah. i think if you, if you think mm. about probably the british museum in the middle as i was kind of fulcrum yeah. we're on kind of spokes out of the british museum but no but no no it on great Rook Street. so yeah. i think i'm kicking off tonight so let's have a quick look at where we're yeah so my first choice of pub mm. and i think i've definitely been here with nick i've got a feeling i might have even been here with bruce as well possibly here. my First choice it used to be called the Welsh Harp, but it is now simply called the Harp. And the Harp is on Shandos Street, which we probably know well because we also there is a very good Sam Smith pub called the Shandos on Shandos Street. And the Harp is kind of just off the corner of Covent Garden as you're heading towards the Strand and Trafalgar Square kind of way. It's a little bit of a kind of backy, well not back street in London, but you know what I mean. It's not a massive, it's not a street where the buzzes tend to go down. Um, mm. And apparently the, the Institute of Chinese Medicine is that is that place next door, which you can just see on those on YouTube. Uh, but I understand that they've managed to actually buy that, or they've man the pub has managed to get that, where that green door is, is like an arched entrance, and they apparently managed to get hold of that, and they've actually got tables and things in there as well. But one, this is one of those London pubs where the whole of the front window comes out. Uh, and if, if you get a nice day and you get there early, you can sit in that window and literally watch the world go by. It's also a pub that... Is uh, gets pretty busy. 
and it's a pub. I think last time me and you drank there, Nick, we were stood in the middle of that road, and you were saying, we stood in the middle of a bloody road <laughs> drinking beer in London, which is, when it, as there's a picture there for those that there. It, it is a Fuller's pub, but it's a Fuller's pub that seems to have a very um, open, you know, we'll serve whatever beers people want to buy, really. Mm. There is normally, oh, I'm looking there at a picture, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten or so uh, cast lines on there. Um, I've got a I've got a blackbird there for knit a black bot not blackbird a blackbird there. Got here. Like. So, it doesn't look like a fuller spot from the outside. No, no it's not distinctive. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got a bit of history. It's been a pub since 1785, um, and as I mentioned, it was formerly the Welsh Harp, and apparently was was run by a legendary Irish landlady called Beanie Walsh. It was bought by Fullers in 2014, um, but as they said, they were committing that it should be one of. Um, uh, pub. I think one thing that it's got. This was the with this was the first ever London National Pub of the Year for camera. So it was the first pub from London that was given that, and that was in 2010. So I think that's why Cap, Cap, uh, Fuller's quite rightly thought, you know what, it works. So we'll let them have a little bit of leeway on the beers that they buy in. And I'm looking on there. Yes, they've got Fuller's on. They've got Redemption. They've got Five Points. Um, they've got a few Macros, uh, Peroni and thing, Colonel, Beaver Town. So there is a fair selection there. And again, but, um, I just want to show you this picture. I'll cheat a bit. I've got them. But that, to me, is the epic part of this pub. If you get in that front section there yeah, with yeah. that window pulled back, it's a fantastic place to drink beer in London. Um, slightly away from the maddening crowds down the road in Trafalgar and Belmont Square. Um, normally get some people who like their beer in there as well. So it's a place where you could probably sit on your own, but equally, I think every time I've been in there, you get a, you, you strike a conversation with somebody as well. So just to sum up then, it's a Fuller's pub, but there's a lot of good beers. There's a Sam Smith pub across the road. Uh, it's a proper boozer's pub. There's no jukebox. There's no TV. There is actually upstairs, as there as are lots of, lots of London pubs, actually, a nice little snug upstairs, a nice little posher room, a lounge room upstairs, where, again, if, if it's too busy downstairs, you could get up there as well. Um, it's on the edge of Covent Garden, so you've got all the sights and things. It's got a blackboard for Nick, and you can drink in the middle of the road. So that is my first pub the harp so only problem only problem with the blackboard doesn't have the prices on it well that's london for you yeah uh, so nicholas your first pub is the red lion now there are lots of red lions in london and certainly we we, we definitely we all know another one which is well there are um, there, there are lots of red lions in the country because didn't yeah, we say that the red right. lion was the most popular name of a pub it in was. the country yes when well, we did our Richard pub names and branding and things like yeah. that so yeah it's not the one on trafalgar square and it's not the one I think there's one Mayfair as well. It's actually uh, in the area of Westminster. And the best way that I could describe it, it is between Piccadilly and St. James's Square. And if you want a landmark, then you head for Fortnum and Masons, dive around the back of Fortnum and Masons. And it's actually on the Duke of York Street, which is always easy for me to remember, being a Yorkshireman. So Duke of York Street, and it is tiny. It, maybe the the anybody on YouTube, the landscape aspect of the photograph that you're showing there, it looks bigger mm. than it actually is. But mm. you walk into it and it's literally, it's it's one room that is divided into two areas by a big horseshoe shoe mahogany bar. And if you can get 20 people in the front bar and 20 people in the back bar, then it is full. Uh, once again, didn't actually manage to get a photograph, but yeah, on, on a decent day, you'll get as many people stood outside blocking the pavement uh, onto the road. So once again, it's it's a little road, 
it is it is a road that has traffic run up and down it, but you don't get buses and stuff. It's only a, it's only a small road. So yeah, it is it is absolutely dripping in etched glass, uh, mahogany, uh, gilt, uh, metalwork, and in fact, the architectural review described it as a perfect example, except for bomb damage, of the small Victorian gin palace at its best. So I say it's a Fuller's pub. Mm-hmm. Uh, they normally have the full range of Fuller's ales on. So they normally have six hand pumps and then they have the tea bar as well with the Fuller's cask uh, and craft beers. Uh, but as I say, it, it's just nice and it, it's it's intimate and it's small. You know, I mean, Westminster, say off Piccadilly, it is a busy, busy, busy area. Uh, but you get quite a, a mixture of, of, of uh, drinkers in there as well. Food-wise, it's the normal fare, more lunches than evening meals. And they say your problem is you'd probably struggle to find a table to eat a meal at anyway. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's one of those those places, you know, just to pop into and have a pint of Fuller's. And it's surprisingly not that expensive for the area where it is compared to the ones that the tourist traps. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, as I say, it's a typical traditional. It's great to, uh, yeah, it's great to listed as well. Uh, classic Victorian interior, built in 1788. Uh, and that seems to be the boom time for a lot of pubs to be built originally yeah. to be established. So, yeah, that's the uh, that's the uh, red lion on the Duke of York Street. You always wonder with these pubs, kind of what, what, what it's like kind of behind, you know, down the stairs and, and, yeah. and the cellars and, you know, the, the, like you said, the history's there. Um, now, Fuller's, again, they've split, haven't they? They've split the brewing from the from the pubs, haven't they? So, didn't see maybe how that developed. Obviously, we mentioned before that Asahi, have I, I said that right? Um, bought Fuller's out, didn't they, some time ago? Asahi, yeah, yeah. And I understand that they've split up the, you know, they split the pub, the pub co group have gone one way and, and the brewing's gone the other way, which might be where the prices have gone up quite a lot as well. Okay, right. so that is Nick's pub number one. Have you frozen, Mike? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hang on, he's back. Oh, there on. we are. He's back. Am I back? Who's back? Yeah, you, gone? You, no, you you froze me and Bruce were all right. Okay. You're back again now, though. Let me uh, just let me knock my camera off for a minute, then see if that helps with my bandwidth. Well, it helps us, done it, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Bruce. Problem one is the Lyceum Tavern on the Strand. It's cracking pub, the Lyceum. At Sam Smith's pub, I know we were degenerating earlier this evening, but this is a great pub. If you were an American coming to London for your first ever time, and someone said, oh, take me to a, a proper, proper British pub. Uh, not too chintzy, not like a untouched historical artefact, but a pub full of people, full of life. I'll take the Lyceum. You go in, it's on the Strand, of course, it's a fantastic address, you know, um, but, uh, and tucked away there near Covent Garden, but you go in there, you've got that row of booths down the left-hand side, uh, you get one of those, it's great. Uh, the area at the back's always surrounded with people. Uh, the staff, uh, bizarrely, really, because the staff in Samsung's pubs in London always seem extremely friendly. Which I have to say, that was the case up here. And it's kind of at odds with the reputation they've got, but the staff here are always really friendly. They've got, like many pubs in London, they've got the upstairs dining room, pretty traditional. But I love the Lyceum. So the booths make it. Um, you've got, you know, strand outside just to wash your life. People going to from Covent Garden, from the theatre. Big mix of people in here. Uh, Fantastic pub. Uh, and uh, years ago at work, actually, um, uh, I did hear a story that um, the McDonald's Corporation uh, had wanted to put a McDonald's on the Strand. 
Uh, and that obviously we're aware that uh, Sam Smith, of course, the biggest owners of freehold uh, pubs in London, they have uh, 63 in Central and Greater London on freehold, which is an amount of money. So obviously their vast profits uh, wrote to uh, Mr. Smith and said, uh, you know, we'll buy your pub off you. I don't know what price he mentioned. Uh, perhaps copious amount. So of course, <laughs> as with most people write to him, he ignored the letter. Uh, the letters kept coming uh, with amazing amounts of uh, money, uh, jaw-dropping, uh, eye-watering amounts of money, until in the end, uh, Mr. Smith told his secretary to write back and ask them, ask them how much they what they moved to buy, extend the McDonald's next door, uh, how much they wanted for the burger bar next door to shut them up in. <laughs> so, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the Lycee. I think it's a great, yeah. great, great, great pub to pop into. A great location as well as they can just snip there by the, you know, just snip through to Covent Garden. Uh, and then it's full of, you know, thespians late at night, you know, when they finish trying and get there for a couple of days before they go home. People going to the theatres before the shows, shoppers, business people, real melting pot. Like you said, that's the thing about London, isn't it, really? Yeah, the pubs mm. are melting mm. pots and, you know. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's like you say, Russ, I mean, the Strand, uh, there are some interesting pubs down there because... Have you ever been that the old coal hall? Yeah, that's uh, where when we used to go to London from work, we used to go to um, a place by the side of the uh, the Thames, uh, the Adelphi building. They mm. had two or three floors in there, uh, and that was their preferred watching hall. Night the coal halls, and I, I like the coal hall, yeah. Right, and then there's there's a there's a Nicholson's across the road as well, isn't it, on the corner, which is yeah. a better one. Is yeah. it the Wellington or something like that? Some military. Uh, I know I've been in that one before. Um, so yeah, there are some interesting yeah. pubs down the strand. Yeah. So that's round one. So we've got. I have to say, should add that the Lyceum was the second ever pub. Uh, I think we went to London. The Red Lion in Westminster was the first, yeah, yeah. and then we went to the Lyceum. Uh, you yeah. wouldn't come to you at the Angela yeah. Ripon. <laughs> <laughs> we the... And of course, the urban myth about um, uh, Mr. Humphrey Smith is that he owns most of Canary Wharf, doesn't he? Which is where the as you yeah. said, Bruce, you know, I know what I, I, well, as you said, they certainly own a lot of property in London. I mean, even just the number of pubs they've got must is huge. But there's also the urban myth that actually Humphrey Smith owns most of Canary Wharf as well. Yeah, apparently um, what happened was that he uh, got, he and his brother were, were quite intrigued when Rupert Murdoch started uh, mm. buying up uh, land in the uh, uh, East End. Uh, so he too bought some. So he actually, apparently, him and his brother actually owned the land on which Canary Wharf was built. And apparently, um, at one point, the only 11% of it when it was built. Uh, they were quite happy with it, apparently. And of course, when it was built, and again, this is just all hearsay, of course, they've got the mezzanine levels and all the areas where the bars have been. So, of course, they said, well, we want at least a, a couple of... Uh, venues in there yeah and uh it didn't quite work like that and so when they weren't allowed to have any venues they um sold all the shares and it's kind of a plunged <laughs> the big sale when they could do with it sort of plunged a bit of a um economic uh, crisis really uh so they're no longer running but apparently that's uh, what the rumors are that yeah. and then of course the other thing we've talked before is it's actually it's actually humphrey's son samuel smith that actually Looks after the London estates, yeah. which might be why there's like, like maybe a slightly different approach to the way the pubs. Because um, although again, I think from what we understand, he's an interesting character. Um, I think he's probably a little bit more on the on the button about what what we need, what what they need for pubs in London. And by the sounds of it, most of those London pubs have reopened, unlike a lot of the northern pubs as well. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Right, so that's round one. 
So, sorry, that was your, sorry, we should have done that, but Bruce, that's your quick summary. So, he mentioned that was one of the first pubs that me and Bruce ever went into back in 1984, which is scary. Uh, but Nick said he wants the hands of Ripon at some TV studio. Uh, crack a little booze with booze. Great mix, as you mentioned there, Bruce. Unspalt. Um, like the Cheshire Cheese Unreal by uh, Sam Smith. And again, yeah, looking at that photo, that on the right there, that's very Sam Smith lounge, isn't it? It is, yeah. With those kind of studied uh, seats, whatever they call them, panelling. Uh, we might come back to that in a minute. Right, so we're on to round two. Uh, Nick, I think you're kicking us off this time. And um, this is one of the most popular pubs, actually, on the tw Twitter feed. Um, other pubs that people rec recommended, a lot of people said The Lamb. So tell us about The Lamb. Oh, it's good, because I actually came upon The Lamb a couple of years back, and that was literally from walking from King's Cross. Obviously, anybody travelling down from York, you put into King's Cross, and I thought, well, I'm not going to get the tube, not going to jump on a bus, I'll walk it into the city. So walking down, came across The Lamb. Um, nice, because this is a Young's pub. You know, the two mm. big brewers in London that were and still are Fullers and Young's. Uh, although they're not brewing in, in, in London anymore. Uh, not as, shall we say, as Trish on the outside, although it, it's not looking bad in the photograph there. It's got the green tiles, uh, but very traditional inside. Um, different areas. Uh, big, once again, mahogany horseshoe bar. And it's got what are known as snob screens as well. Oh, and these were, those, yeah, these were glass yeah. screens that, uh, there we are. So in the time of Victorian times, when people wanted to stand at the bar, but they didn't want to be pestered by either the staff or see, look at other people drinking, they could close the screens and it would protect them from people across the bar seeing them drinking. And then obviously when they wanted to drink, they would just open the screen up. I suppose it's the uh, Victorian equivalent of our sneeze screens now with the COVID situation. <laughs> as, you, as you mentioned in Weatherspoons, Bruce, all the perspectives that they've got up, I suppose these would have been great sneeze screens in the Victorian times what, that... What? Uh, you keep the screen closed while you're having your drink, and then when you're ready for another beer, you just push them open. And uh, so this one has still work. Did it still work? Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And in fact, uh, there's another pub that we frequent as well. There aren't many pubs in the country left with them. There's one in Birmingham that's well known, and various other places. But yeah, they're known as snob screens. So food better in here. Uh, you can get a decent meal, and it's a normal pub fare. They are broast. There's a there's a nice big pile of sausages and mash in a Yorkshire pudding there. Nice. Uh, but they do things like stews and stuff like that as well. Once again, when I've been in there, quite a mixture of, of different clientele. A lot of older people uh, who have got time to pass. It's just opposite Great Ormond Street Hospital as well. Mm. Uh, not that I could see many medical staff in there. Uh, but it's that very traditional, as you can see, the bar there, that massive great mahogany horseshoe bar right in the centre. And then you've got areas down both sides. And then there's a slightly slunk, sunken uh, place down at the bottom. In fact, last time me and Jackie went here, that's where we ended up because it was busy. And I'm led to believe they've got a beer garden as well. Uh, not that I've ever been in there, but obviously in a place like London, that can often be a bonus rather than having to stand out on the street and drink. Although the lamb does have a little bit of a forecourt, as you saw in the first picture. Um, they've got a beer garden out the back as well, which would be quite nice on a summer's day or a summer's evening. Uh, once again, architecturally, English heritage described as an exceptional piece of Victoriana. And as I say, as well as having the normal young brews of the original London Golden Special, they always have Charles Wells, which I understand. I think a lot of um, Young's beers are brewed by Charles Wells now. And then they yeah, also have... just, uh, I'm just reading yeah. that now, actually. Again, it's, because I, I always I thought there was a connection with the lamb, because the Ram Brewery, wasn't it? That they have a, a lot of 
um, Young's beers have got a cheat connection because it was the Ram Brew. I'm reading, I'm reading here. Well, that, that, so, that's the symbol. Yeah, yeah. That's their it symbol. was 1831 when it was founded. Um, they it was it was claimed to be the uh, the, the brewery with the longest um, brewing venture. Um, but as you said, Nick, they the brew was closed in 2006, mm-hmm. and they transferred into a joint company with with Charles Wells Brewery. Um, and a Young's Bombardier Health. fame and, yeah. and um, banana bread. And, and yeah. it, then it looks like now they've been brought up by Carlsberg Marsen Brewing Company uh, in 2011. Mm. Um, and yeah, the Wandsworth the, uh, the Brewery, the Ram Brewing Runs, was, was the oldest brewing site in continuous operation, um, going back to the 1550s. Um, mm. So a bit of heritage. But, but say well. thanks for the, they also have guests on in there as well. They have, yeah. normally have three yeah. or four guests. And again, so, like you said, a typical one of those very Victorian style. Lots of yeah. dark wood, lots of lots of glass. Yeah, you, you, you know me for me tradition and, and yeah. sinking back in a dark seat and you almost blend into the, the, the pub. You can watch the world go by without, as you say, yeah. you're on your mic, people yeah. not even noticing you're there. Yeah. Almost sit, sitting in your lap sometimes. Not realizing well, I'm actually, I think I've sat on there. those seats out. You've got the outdoor there, you've got the seats there. I think that's a Kobe one because it's got one way entrance. But I think I've actually had a beer on those seats out the front there, which again, like you said, there's a nice little terracey bit that kind of fits onto that street, isn't it? It's got a wide pavement. Yeah, it, it's called the Lamb's Conduit Street That's because Conduit, Mr. Yeah. Lamb produced a water con- conduit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I see it is a it's it's a it's a road that runs north to south, but once again yeah. it's fairly quiet, it has sections that be That's it's right. pedestrian. It's nice. kind of parallel with um probably Southampton Road, which is dead busy. And this is a much quieter way to get, like you say, down towards uh, Covent Garden and, and, yeah. and Holborn and places, yeah. That's it, yeah. Okay, good yeah. stuff. That's Nick's pub number two. So Bruce is going to take us to another very old pub, which claims that it was rebuilt in 1667, and it's older than that. So, Bruce, your pub two is the Old Cheshire Cheese. So it's a bit of a London cliche, the Old Cheshire Cheese, but the uh, oldest pub in London, uh, one of the oldest pubs in London, got destroyed, rebuilt, from the Great Fire of London, everybody knows that. Uh, but I love the old Cheshire cheese. I mean, again, you go in there and it really is a bit like uh, Nellie's in Scarborough. It's almost like a bit of living history. Scarborough in Beverly. Yes, 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 yes. The Danline Burdock's gone to your head, Bruce. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bit like walking into Nellie's, isn't it? But you're trying to bounce away. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of living history, isn't it? The old Cheshire cheese. That's uh, mm. uh, a bit right there, really. And unfortunately, I was last in London in ooh, uh, early 2000 and. Uh, well, I was over there with family last year, but, but to go drinking was uh, with a friend was 2018, and on Sunday it was closed, sadly. So I've not been for a good few years now. But again, this is one of those, although it's subterranean, it always seems better when it's dark outside. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's downstairs, uh, looks at nooks, crannies, wonky floors, uh, rough around the edges. And of course, sadly, I mean, it, it's in the heart of Fleet Street, um, and a over the seventy say later, you know, the thousands of the journalists over the years that have spent time there, you know, all the crunches great stories, scandal, scoops, gossip. They were hatched up here or of course with the great uh, journalist drinking establishment was Elvino, wasn't it? Uh, but this was a wash from morning to night with you know drunk sodden journalists in the golden age of Fleet Street. I think it's really sad the papers have gone now. And now of course because I say I guess it's a massive victim of the uh, daytime economy in London, which of course is um, absolutely shaking to its car, isn't it? I do wonder 
how busy it'll be now. Because it is, it's a pub that needs people, isn't it? But uh, Trish Thompson, but I say, go down that little alley, and it's like entering another little world. You could, you know, it's like a, a museum with beer, really. I really, really like it. As we mentioned before, you until recently, you'd come out of the Lyceum and get the number 15, which was the last Routemaster bus, stand outside the Lyceum and get the uh, an original London Routemaster, almost uh, to the front row of the Cheshire Cheese. And sadly, because... Uh, TFL are in billion pounds worth of debt. They've now withdrawn the Route Masters, which I think is a real great shame because, of course, they used to run from uh, Trafalgar Square to the Tower of London and you could have had a, a proper Route Master aerial tour. And I hope they find a way to bring those back, really. So, yeah. is, it open at, is it open at weekends, bro? Because the problem with a lot of the pubs around Fleet Street, a lot of them don't mm. open on Saturday, Sunday, do they? Yeah, well, I, went, I was a Sunday when I went, but I, I, did, I was on the, I checked on the website, say it was open, but uh, mm. I say it has closed and. Uh, uh, so, like you say, that whole area now is just shook to its economically creaking into it, really. And again, it, it is quite like medieval crypt almost, isn't it? Like you say, it's subterranean. It reminds me, Nick, of that pub in uh, Chester, you know, the Spitting Feathers tap where you go upstairs. That's a medi an old medieval hall. I think you've been oh, there. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar. I mean, it's not quite yeah. the same because it's, it, it's up rather than down. But, yeah. Bruce, another Sam Smith pub. That's two mm. in a row. It is. I did think you I did just think can't that. leave Yorkshire, can you? You just can't. I know, leave all Yorkshire. I can see in these pictures, bro, is lager drinkers, by the look of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's never they'll they'll they're organic. all like a Ingerbrow or whatever. No, there'll be an organic lager at £12 a pint in there. Uh, <laughs> <probably. laughs> I mean, hey, listen, organic lager is bloody expensive in Yorkshire, so God knows what it costs in London. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then, oh, I did spot oh. this when I went on there to buy the page, bro. I also meant, I also found this very stunning pie, which. <laughs> Maybe again, he's just persuaded you that that's the place to go. Looks quite very nice by that, does by the way. Yeah, it is that pipe uh, up a lot of his pubs now. It's uh, yeah, it is really quite good. Yeah, yeah, okay. And again, that was your little summary there. So, yeah, subterranean sit and drink with journalists. And I've also reckoned that I've just a quick look there. Charles Dickens apparently drank in this pub and uh, a few other literally great did as well. I oh, also drank in the lamb as well, supposedly. Apparently, <laughs> drank in most pubs. Yeah, in, uh, it sounds like right piss head, um, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, I think I like Bruce's last statement there, which is uh, snubbed by craft beer wankers is a cliche, but more atmosphere in one room and most of their outlets put together. Uh, we'll see what happens in, in the uh, cold bath chat next week, Bruce. When I'm going to get I must to have him. had a drink. I did do this thing late last night and had a whiskey. Look at me punctuation, Miss Stanley. And I've corrected some of it already. Okay, <laughs> so that is uh, Bruce's pub number two. So, my pub, I don't think you either of you guys have been in here. No. And this is probably the pub that I've spent the second most time in, in London. So, this is not a million miles away from where, where you guys have just been. Well, certainly Nick. Oh, no, more Nick than, than Bruce. So, the Queen's Larder is tucked just off uh, the road that goes from Euston, King's Cross, St Pancras, down towards New Oxford Street uh, and Covent Garden. It's uh, it's off Southampton Row. It's just off Russell Square. Mm. So it's, again, you know, it's kind of in the middle. Uh, again, very close to the London Museum, the big, the big museum. Um, and it's took down a little side street. It's not, this is not a vehicle street, so you, which is really nice. There are um, there are a number of there's another pub a young pub actually a bit a bit two doors down there's an Italian restaurant there's a Chinese so it's quite nice um, behind it is the British Medical Association and across the nice little square at the back of it is the Great Ormond Street Hospital so you do get quite an eclectic and, and London yeah. University is across the way as well so you get yeah. a really eclectic mix of people really um, yeah. and I've got a lovely picture of it in the snow. Uh, and I remember it quite a lot because I was often in London in in the height of kind of late July. And, and the picture there is people sat outside on a balmy London night when it is. It always 
I just love being in London on those kind of nights when it is literally 25 degrees outside, even though it's dark, and, and drinking very lots of probably too much beer. Uh, it's, a, it's a free house, so again, they normally have a fantastic uh, list there. Again, there is a, a blackboard, Nick. Again, there's no prices there because it's London. <laughs> but on this, I think I, I don't know, I've got this off, off, maybe this was off TripAdvisor. They've got a Malison Centennial Southwark LPA, an Animal XT Yokobar, a Mad Squirrel London Porter. Oakham Citra, Dark Star American Pale Ale, Fuller's London Pride, Dark Star Hophead, Harvest Sussex Bear. So there were some really good beers there. Um, and again, Oakham really Citra, nice yeah. Collection. Mm. And I think because they're so close to hospitals and universities, they churn a lot of beer. So the beer is always fantastic. Again, it's got a real bit of history. So that's a little picture there. Wow. So in the background there, that's all those hot, that's all those big hotels down Southampton Row. Yeah. And this is the back of it, which is one of those little lovely little squares in London. With yeah. a nice little garden and stuff in there. But I can see this look. Well, you, you actually can see there a lot of guys with briefcases and medical bags. A lot of doctors come here when they finish their shift at Great Ormond Street. Um, and a bit of history. So the Queen's Larder is actually built on the site of the Queen's Larder. Um, in, in this terms, it was Queen Charlotte, who was wife of Mad King George III, um, famous running in the sea in places at Brighton. Uh, and apparently the Queen's, the Queen's doctor lived in Queen Square, which is what you're looking at on this picture here. Um, that was named after Queen Anne, a different queen. And she used the cellars beneath the present day pub for storing her husband's very special diet. So it is a lovely little pub. Again, little. I've got a quote here from TripAdvisor. We love this pub. It was filled with a gentle murmur of conversation. No TV or loud music. So it seemed to be a local's pub and serve food and good beer, which I, is not bad for a pub, is it? And... Uh, so that was it. It's uh, I've said it's a pipe sling from University of London, BMA, Great Almond Street, Bloomsbury's Luke, Leafy Squares and Hotel. So you get a very clipped map. Punters, it's Bob Booze's pub. Uh, loads of outdoor options. There's no cars down there, so it's great. You can spin the street. Ten minutes walk from Houston, St. Bancras. So again, if you were going for a train, it's a great place just to have a nice beer without getting too tied up to those pubs there. And as I said, it's not a young story. It's a Green King pub now, uh, the Swarm, which is actually okay as well, which is three doors down. So it's quite a nice little pub to Queen's Larder. Well worth looking at. I'll say it's literally, it's probably 10 minutes from Houston and maybe a little bit longer to King's Cross at Bankers. But again, if you were kind of heading back towards, you know, from a weekend in London, it's a good little pub to find out there as well. That was a great interior too, wasn't it? Yeah. So we're into round three already. Um, And Bruce has picked, again, probably one of the most famous pubs in London. So Bruce now is taking us right into the middle of Soho. Um, And your third choice, Bruce, is the very famous I think it's always referred to as Norman's coaching horses. After again, one of the legendary landlords who's been there for a long, long time. I don't, I'm not sure he's no longer with us now. Well, if he is, God, God, he must be have a, he must have hell of a liver. So, <laughs> tell us about the coaching horses, Bruce. He's alive actually because there was a, oh, little, a bit of research about this. Uh, so the, there's a bit of a Twitter feed about the pub, and someone said they saw him shuffling around at Marks and Spencer, looking very old three weeks ago with a couple of bags of shopping. <laughs> yeah. I mean, coaching horses for me is quite a personal thing because, uh, I, of course, I grew up as you know, I grew up on racing stables and uh, um, I was particularly literary household, but uh, it, of course, it was a wash with racing papers, which were like very limited appeal to a sort of young person. Uh, but I used to flick through them and I stumbled across uh, this Jeffrey, fellow called Jeffrey Bernard and he used to write these columns that weren't really about horses, about better. There he is. Nice there there he is. There he is himself. <laughs> and, you know, and all the things that befell him. And he was a funny, funny writer, a great turn of phrase. And these were great enthralling stories, all about drinking and drinking the disasters that befell him, really. And of course, he got older, um, I realised he wrote a column The Spectator. I didn't always buy The Spectator, I got a 
hoppers and I could really just pull them in about uh, you know, three minutes flat, really, put it back without paying for it. And invariably, we'd have like a cirrhosis of the liver. It was in hospital on the drip, so it'd have to be missing as well. And of course, then it got more and more popular and started writing more stuff. Uh, and of course, ultimately, they then wrote the play about him, uh, Jeffrey Bernard is Unwell, uh, by Keith Wartrell and Keith Rotul, which we got to see. But I did have to say, I love Jeffrey Bernard, so I read, 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 read everything he wrote. And actually, one day, um, I had to go to uh, London, then to uh, Ascot, uh, Ascot Sales to do a, a little job for my dad with somebody else. And it was a Monday, and I said to the person, so let's, go to, let's see if Jeffrey Bernard's the coach and ask these, you know. Yeah. Uh, and um, we were there early, and the horse was sold out of our reach, uh, got back on the train to London, and he was there, actually. And the fellow I was, was actually a reasonably well-known uh, jockey who just recently retired. So it had been in, really. So, so I said, oh, Mr. Bernard, and he was like a bit like scowling to people saying that. And I said, oh, we just thought we'd say hello. This is, you know, the jockey was doing me. I won't mention him for embarrassing him, like, because he knew this, you see. So we did actually spend about an hour and a half his company uh, just talking about horse racing. He was incredibly knowledgeable, and uh, he, and he could see he was actually quite tickled pink when popped away into sort of seeing, really. He had incredible depth of knowledge because we're all the sport in life. So it was great. So the show should never meet your heroes, but I did. Yeah. And he was actually a great company. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I don't know if you didn't, but I really wish I was autographed in those days. You'd be able to be people to think like. And of course, that was it. So he became a bigger celebrity, of course. Peter O'Toole paid him. And then, of course, sadly, he died just a few days after Princess Diana. So his uh, death went uh, relatively uh, unnoticed. But yeah, so uh, for me, the coaching arts was this place that existed in literature, but actually existed. So, of course, I've gone a few times and seen it. Uh, Norma went a good few years ago. Uh, then a couple took it over. We kind of maintained the same people there. But there was always a great crowd in it. It always reminded me a bit like, uh, it's rough around the edges. And to mm. be fair, Fuller's have bought them from 2019 now. Uh, the couple fought a battle to keep it, but obviously they were never going to sell against Fuller's. Uh, and to be fair, I understand uh, it's, they've kept it untouched, but obviously uh, they've now got staff on, you know, wages there. Uh, but it's the, yeah, like it, it's the people that make the public coaching arts there are always people in huddles and plotting things and, you know, proper characters in there, really. Yeah. Uh, an amazing feel. Like, um, and it is, you know, it's had a lot well, of... Well, the, the photographs that you're showing here, Bruce, it looks to me like a cross between a working men's club and a, and a bookies. Yeah. You know, with them vi right. vinyl-covered seats and, yeah. and sort of, like, vanished. And look at the edge the and that's still there. But, you know, it felt, it, it did have a very homely feel to it and you could really see that there were people who do, who did live the bulk of their life outside work in this pub, really. And that's been mm. since central London. But I say, fair game to full, as I say, they've, they've not altered it by uh, a great deal, I don't think. So, yeah, so for me, personally, the coaching house is my favourite uh, London pub. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the name of Jeffrey Bernard. It, it, reminds, it, it, it reminds me very much of Sotheby's. And again, the pictures for right. those that are on that's YouTube. Well, um, all right, but that's exactly what he said. He goes, yeah. like, it was in London, and it was. And, uh, and even the, <laughs> the style of the pub, I mean, the, the bar there is fantastic. I guess it's kind of like a deco in a way, isn't it? It's got like yeah, that yeah. marquetry. Um, and I love that. Can you see that marble kind of whatever it is? I, will, I, I hope it's not where you piss into it, but at the bottom at the foot of the bar where your foot still would be, <laughs> or your yeah, kind yeah. of rail, it's like a marble in well, It's like almost like alabaster, is it? Oh, yeah. I suppose you drop your, like your fag end the in old... there rather than there. Yeah. Look at um, the engines yeah. on the bar, double diamond, in Yeah, And it's on a corner. It's, it's like one of those typical Soho pubs on the corner, yeah. isn't it? And I think Norman, the guy in the middle, that's that's Norman, the, the legendary landlord, isn't it? Yeah. And of course, the, the French house is just either across the road, is it, from here as well, which is another very... 
very famous Soho boozer, maybe slightly more of the kind of glitterati than maybe the uh, more down to earth with with Jeffrey at the bar here, holding fort. So, okay, so that's Bruce's uh, uh, third pub. And again, that was just his little summary there. So we mentioned Jeffrey Bernard, Soho Institution, Double Diamond and Incoop, yeah. Uh, pedestrian interior in life and by original cartoons. He mentioned about Fuller's, uh, and again, he mentioned, yeah, that Jeffrey Bernard is unwell. It is actually a great film and a great play, actually, isn't it? It's, it's a really yeah, interesting good. one. And he mentioned like Spectre, etc. So that's Bruce's third pub. I think it's me now. Oh, yeah, well, hey. I've already mentioned this one because uh, this pub is, is just round the corner from one of uh, London's most famous uh, shops, which is the Umbrella Shop. The, Smith and Sons Umbrella Shop on New Oxford Street, which again, I'm sure if you've been to London, you, if you've gone on a bus tour or if you walk into Wards Oxford Street and uh, Regent Street, you may well have passed it. And I mentioned there's another one as well, and the other very famous shop is actually just around the corner on the top of Charing Cross Road, which is the Arthur Beale, which is a, 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 um, a chandlery. It sells, you know, bits for yachting. And from what I understand, unfortunately, where James Smith has, has managed to uh, survived the pandemic. Unfortunately, Arthur Beals, um, I think, is is due for closure because obviously um, there's not a lot of call, I guess, for bits of rope and mm. anchors in central London these days. Uh, but again, another fantastic little shop that's obviously been there for years and years and yeah. years and years. And betwixt both of these, in fact, you can actually see it on this picture because um, the umbrella shop is next to um, a very unassuming little pub which is called The Crown. And if there's any pub in London where I've spent most of my time, it'll probably be upstairs in The yeah. Crown or in the front room. So this is, again, one of those, well, not a unique pub, but it's got two entrances. It's got, a, it's got a front entrance and a back entrance. And they are similar. They are very similar kind of style, but very different. So the front of the pub, and then for those on YouTube, it's on the left side there. That's right onto New Oxford Street. So a very busy road, lots of buzzes and taxis flying by. And... The pictures on the right-hand side are the rear, which is a little enclosed square, which is right on the top of Shaftesbury Avenue, um, Charing, not country, you know, Shaftesbury Avenue, and then, in, and then yeah. the road that goes down towards Covent Garden. And it's quite a nice little, with some London plains trees, which have a lovely shade, and they have quite yeah. a nice little sitting area at the back there as well. Um, it's one of those like little island blocks of buildings, isn't it? Yeah. That it's yeah, got roads right. on yeah. three sides of it, yeah. and it's almost yeah. like a little island. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, again, I'm afraid it's Sam Smith's pub. There's a bit of a theme here. Um, they have, uh, it's a very old traditional pub downstairs. And, uh, and as all, and I've mentioned already, there's quite a nice posh lounge upstairs we'll come to in a minute. And they do have a blackboard. They do have a blackboard for food, Nick. And again, just to make Bruce's point, really, sausage and mash, eight ninety five. Now, okay, this is a picture that's, you know, this photo is a couple of years old. Fish and chips, eleven ninety five. That ain't bad for central London. And you get pretty good no, price there. Yeah, but I was going to say, a lot of food in London isn't bad because they mm. know the competition. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it's hard enough getting your people into the pubs so if you can persuade yeah. them to have food as well rather than going to a cafe, yeah. a restaurant, a McDonald's, a pizza, whatever. I've yeah. always found, in fact, that the, the food is, is better priced than the beer. Yeah, you know the beer yeah, is a lot more expensive yeah. than what I'm used to, but the food, in fact, in pubs is 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 not bad at all. The beer here used to be stupidly cheap, even for Sam it Smith. Did, I mean, yeah. I remember going here and then I'd go to whatever I was working at conference, and people were moaning about how much they pay for a pint last night in the hotel, and I'd say, "Well, I went to a pub in London, and it was two pound ninety for a pint," <laughs> and you know, and it literally was. And a lot, I know a lot of people from that have, have found it out. And of course, what I love about this pub is, and you don't you don't often see this in all Sam Smith pubs. 
They don't have a beer black bottle, but they have one of those beer menus, which is fantastic. And I've got a bit of a picture of it there. And I, I, I am going to pinch one of these one day because they're great. They're always quite dog-eared, but it, go, it gives you the menu of all of Sam Smith's offer mm. from the fruit beers all the way through, which is fantastic. And, mm. of course, for me, the highlight of this pub is they serve Sovereign Bitter, um, which is my choice of Sam Smith's. But actually, you're hard to get it anywhere now, apart from London. It's, it's discontinued it, Michael. No, apparently I've, no, I looked again and it hasn't, apparently. I, I thought that. It's discontinued looked, in Yorkshire. Well, that's what it is. I think, I think that's exactly what it is. So yeah. I think it's now only available in London, which ah. is probably why I get frustrated when I go into York pubs and they say, oh, we don't, we don't serve it. Um, and again, the other one thing you will notice here, there's no handfuls. And again, there's another urban myth there that Humphrey went once did come down to London and he went into one of these pubs and he asked for a, um, a pint of draft or cask um, brewery bitter and it was horrible. And he, on that, he said, right, that's it. People in London can't look after my beer, so it's keg only in London. Yeah, I don't know if that's think, true, but no, well, I think that's your answer then, Mike. Mm. You know, the old breweries from up north, yeah, because he's, he's, he's putting it in the wooden barrels, yeah. Whereas yeah. down London, the, number one, they won't probably want to transport the wooden barrels down to London, mm. they're not got cast down there, so they're brewing the sovereign for the southern trade, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if it's yeah. brewing the bitter, it's going to keep better yeah. traveling down there anyway yeah. from the yeah. brewery, so that's that's probably the reason, reason being. And again, it took me a couple of years going to London before I found this upstairs, which is a difficult, isn't it? With, with the, actually, not always open. It's only open at certain times. Um, and again, it's quite a strange place. So you have to go to the back door, open another door, and find the secret stairs. So it's one of those bits that actually people in the know know about this. And upstairs, there is a fantastic little lounge. Yeah. Um, and as you said before, Nick, if you've got your better half with you, it's great. Because the downstairs is a bit grotty. Apart from right at the front of the pub, yeah. But upstairs is lovely. It's plush. Well, it's like I'll, an I'll Edwardian what, Mike, sitting room. I'm I'm finding this more and more with yeah. Sam Smith's pubs, even the ones in Leeds. Mm. Like you see, it seems that they all have upstairs now. And he goes for the the lounge pal look upstairs. And yeah. in fact, my yeah. final pub, you all know it very well. Only from just doing my research in terms of history to discover that my pub's got an upstairs yeah, yeah. and the photographs are very similar to what you're showing there. <laughs> yeah, 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 Comfortable couches, carpeting. So the next time I go in my third choice pub, I'll be going upstairs. I didn't even realise it was there. So yeah. this is this it, the other thing with Sam Smith. It's always worth exploring to see yeah. if there is an upstairs. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's, you get a good mix. You get a lot of tourists because it's on that kind of tourist trail. You get a few, not many Londoners, but you get a lot of people like me who know it who know that it's a really good pub for some cheap beer. So you get a lot of exiles in there or people at work. work. And again, um, I often sit in the window when, I'm, when I've been up here. And I've always often, it's probably the only pub in the world where I go and sit with somebody else and say, do you mind if I sit next to you here? And I've got some fantastic conversations with beer people, you know, from America, Canada, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And if you're really lucky, the upstairs bar, upstairs bar is open. And certainly there was a young lady who was working there who was, who was fantastic. Um, and again, again, they don't always open the upstairs bar, which is a bit of a pain. Again, that's the only problem when you're on your own in London pub. You, it's yeah. often hard to go and get a drink, isn't it? Because yeah. you come back and there's a lot of Italians sat where you were sat. <laughs> you know, your, your bag has gone missing or whatever. So, so yeah. that was my this is my third pub. So it's a Sam's pub. So I, I did check last time I was at three sixty a pint. Um, it's a proper boozer. Again, there's no jukebox, no TV, and they always have sovereign on, which is their slightly stronger bitter. Um, which is a rarity these days. Lots of outdoor options, car free. Um, again, you're on the edge of Covent Garden, Soho, Oxford Street. Beer, it's got a beer menu. Um, and there's that fantastic umbrella shop next door if it starts raining and you need an umbrella. 
<laughs> so the last pub of our choices then is another Sam Smith pub, <laughs> which is gave, the Pretty uh, Louise. I, I really gave the secret away, didn't I, when I mentioned it? <laughs> yeah. uh, just before yeah. I start talking about the Princess Louise, I've just cracked the Nevermore, Nevermore. All right, yeah. Now, don't know if you can see the colour of it. Mm. It's it's dark, tawny, it? I would call it. Yeah. Now, Mike, you'll have to try a, a, a can yeah. when you come up because yeah. I I'm not rating it. Right. Okay. You know, it's, it smells of toilets. Oh. Not yeah. chemical toilets. <laughs> toilets that haven't been cleaned. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> well, I don't know. And the taste is, it's it's strange. So have mm. a blast. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll bob in and get you a couple of cans tomorrow. Right. Uh, it, maybe that's why it's still sat on the shelf. Maybe yeah, other people maybe. have tried it. They've yeah, had yeah. one can and that's it. Which is a bit of a, a strange disappointment, really, for Adams and Thornbridge, two of yeah. my favourite breweries. I don't, I don't, don't think they've they've, so, they've achieved the, what they're after. The range of beers that Thornbridge are kicking out at the moment, though, it's uh, it's unbelievable the amount of beer. I mean, oh, it's, 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 a, it's a big unit, but it's strange. The uh, the beers they're chucking out, um, yeah. So, mm. <coughs> so Sam well, Smith I, I, number four seventy seven. I think it's probably more of a, a, a thing to Thornbridge get their beers down Norfolk, Suffolk, Southway, yeah, yeah. and then Adams. All right, they've got a. Uh, you know, certainly bottled beers are known up here in the north, but yeah. if they can get in a few uh, bars as well, I think it's probably more of a collaboration as far as that's concerned than uh, let's come up with some wonderful new beers. So, yeah, we give the secret where you two guys both know this pub, uh, just down the road from the Crown onto what you would call, I suppose, Holborn. Mm. Once again, handy for me walking down from the station. If I'm not calling the Lamb, then I'm calling the Princess Louise. Quite uh, a modern pub in the timeline of pubs in London, in that it was only actually built uh, around about 1872, which, as we've said before, that was that heyday of late Victoriana. And once again, it is an absolutely stunning example of a Victorian pub inside, Jim Palace, or whatever you want to call it. It was actually acquired by uh, Sam Smith quite late on as well, uh, mid-2000s. And they actually went and refurbished it in 2007. But once again, they got a lot of praise for the sympathetic uh, redesign there. Kept a lot of original features, used proper craftsmen. It's none of your chipboard stained to look like mahogany. It's real wood. It's real etched mirrors. Uh, it's grade two listed. And in fact, the toilets are also grade two listed as well. The gents' toilets are actually carved out with marble. Uh, so that's something to behold. Massive, great, big central island bar that uh, serves about seven different areas. Some are small cubicle rooms that if you can get six to eight people in, it's a bit of a squeeze. Others are a bit more opened up, uh, sides, front, back. And then, as I say, only when I was researching the history uh, for this podcast did I discover that upstairs they have a huge uh, lounge area with a little bar up there as well. And once again, it's off comfort with, with comfy chairs, lounges, armchairs and carpeting. Um, so this is a place that I would always go to. And I say, what I tend to do in here, instead of drinking the beer on tap, is I treat myself to some of the bottle beers. Because the way I see it, trying some of the bottle beers, they are expensive, but they're no more expensive than what I'd be paying for a pint of Young's or a pint of London Pride in another London pub. So if I'm paying for £55 for one of their organic beers, it's the same price anyway, and it gives me opportunity to, to try those. Yeah, once again, Mike, it's a pub that I would, uh, I have done uh, quite a few times when Jackie's been going to the theatre and it's been something I'm not fancied. 
I will go and sit myself in there. And once again, I got myself right in the front bar, uh, in the front in the front window, and got talking to three or four different groups of people that came in and went. I was sat there on my own on a bar stool, and uh, they must have thought I was a bit of a resident because they were they were foreign tourists and uh, told them a bit about pubs and beer and things like that. And had a right enjoyable evening on my own. So yeah, yeah this is uh, this is one we all know. Once again, it's Sam Smith's pub, but hey, that's what Sam Smith has got a good reputation for. <laughs> Uh, sympathetic restoration uh, and and doing it properly as well. Uh, restoration that will will less the test of uh, test of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've been a bit of time, haven't we? So three Yorkshire boys go to London and choose four four Yorkshire pubs, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, which is pretty good. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try my new thing now. I think. Hang on. That's the end of our little round of three pubs. So just to, I did mention that one or two other people had come again on the Twitter had a few a few ideas in nick actually you chucked in the viad the viaduct tavern mm. which again actually we kept that a couple of other people have mentioned that as well oh, i that's think next, good. you were saying next time you fancy going here next time we're in london uh, one one yeah. a couple of reasons actually um obviously we've we've gone from new oxford street uh the crown uh princess louise and holborn then you've also got the uh city of york another sam smith's public yeah. further down Carry on going down that road. You're then on to Holborn, and you've got Holborn Viaduct, and you've got the Viaduct Tavern. Now, I've never been in here. Fullest pub. Once again, it's described, a lot of people describe it as the best remaining example of a Victorian gin palace. As you can see, it's got the curved frontage there. It's also supposed to be one of the most haunted pubs in London because it actually stands across from the Old Bailey. Now, before the Old Bailey was there, it was the old, uh, what was it, Newgate prison. And in fact, when they were executing prisoners, they used to bring them out into the area in front of the pub and hang them. And so if you were sat in the pub there, you had a bird's eye view of the hangings that were going on. And they also reckoned that there was also a debtor's prison on this site before the pub was built. And the cellars, you can actually still see the cells of the debtor's prison in there. And it's right, sinister, honourable and eerie. But the other reason that I would like to go to this pub the next time I go to London, I promise you guys uh, a little bit inside of my brewery earlier again. Um, I'll just swing my chair around. If you look at that picture there, can you see that there are two pub signs on either side? Oh, yeah. Now, although the picture's a little bit small, if you're able to zoom in, you might just see that picture there. Oh, nice. So nice. I've had... I've actually managed to acquire that sign there is actually one of the original pub signs from the Viaduct Tavern. Fantastic. And uh, just to crown it off, this is why I like Fuller's pubs, because uh, obviously Fuller's pubs are very traditional. I also managed to get the Griffin and the sign as well. Excellent stuff. So that's yeah, yeah. that's my edition, <laughs> and you can think. All right, it, it's it's a fairly modern sign that they've had to replace, but think of the sights that those signs must see looking down at the entrance to the pub, mm. and London going by, and are quite pleased because obviously there are, there aren't that many viaduct taverns in the country, oh, no. and anybody who knows the Holborn Viaduct, um, it's very yeah, it's, it's nice, cast iron, yeah. Yeah, it's it is, painting, yeah. it's actually got statues on it as well. Mm. So yeah. as I say, I'll jump up and you can have a closer look at this picture. You can see it's actually a picture of the viaduct. So just one yeah. second. Yeah. For those on the podcast, 
just take a little 10 minute sleep while Nicholas rearranges his house to give us a picture. <laughs> but uh, now he's bringing a lovely picture. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And I guess that's people, from, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's worth picking out that. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've, I used to go and do some gigs down there at the Great Methodist Hall, which would be down there. And I think I've actually been in this pub a couple of times. Like you're saying, it's that, again, very Victorian, as you said, uh, that gin palace, which a lot of these pubs are, isn't it? You know, we mentioned so, the, the uh, Philharmonic in Liverpool, very similar as well. Yeah. I, I, might, yeah. I might just hang it outside my house here yeah. and uh, talk <laughs> no, this new probably. pub opened in, uh, in so, Norton. So that's one maybe to go in there as well. Uh, other ones that yeah. were mentioned, um, people mentioned the Euston Tap, not surprisingly, which I know mm. I've been a You've few been times. You've been in there, Mike. Yeah. It is quite, yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. The Globe Moorgate, uh, the Pelt Trader, which is a bit more of a beery holy place. Um, I know the Hopinian guys like that one. Uh, and that's down near the, um, you know, the Fire of London Memorial as you go towards St. Paul. It's kind of down there, not far from the river. And the Parcel Yard. And you mentioned that a few times oh, yeah. in the previous podcast, haven't you? So we weren't far off. Yeah. And as always, uh, in fact, it, it came to my inbox today. The London Drinker. The, obviously, we talked a lot about the local camera guides, local camera magazines, which are fantastic, great source. Uh, are really good, actually, because this the London one's fantastic. It has. Uh, it's, it's huge, it's massive, and it's oh, it's got all thick grade in it. Oh, pick one, pick one of those before you get back on the train. Yeah, that that's a two-hour train journey over and done with. Yeah, just yeah. just sat ready. That it's really good. They do they do massive kind of updates on the Watts pub listings and what's change and breweries. Mm. So and again, I say it's, it's just coming in my inbox today. Actually, it comes via one of my I, camera um, things. So uh, after I've been in, in the parcel, which is is obviously it's the fullest pub uh, overlooking the the platforms at King's Cross. If I've got time, I then normally pop into the little waitrose that's on the station, grab myself a couple of bottles of Fuller's Black Cab, which is their uh, their stout. And then, as I say, it's a couple of bottles of Fuller's Black Cab and uh, the London drinker on the train back up to yeah. up to York, which is, what, an hour and no, 55 minutes. Definitely worth looking for. And I say the great thing, if you go on the website, the whole of that London camera website is fantastic. Loads of stuff on there. Uh, but I say you can, you can, you can uh, subscribe to the... Uh, and it's, to be honest with you, I've been looking, I had a quick look tonight. It's not just London. They've, they've covered all the country. They've talked about pubs up and down the country as well as London ones, or, you know, news and what's happening around the place, which is really, really good as well. So we are here at our final count. We're voting, are we? <laughs> Let's get the minions out of the way. So <laughs> round one, round one, I put forward the harp just off Covent Garden on Chandler Street. Uh, Nick put forward the Red Lion, which is somewhere around the back of Fort Mason, and Bruce put forward the Lyceum Tavern that is in the Strand, uh, which is a Sam Smith pub. So, Nicholas, you can't vote for the Red Lion. What would get no. your vote? I'm going the Lyceum. Reason being, I like the heart, but the problem with the heart, Mike, it's too small. Now, if I'm in London, I'm doing a lot of foot, uh, foot slogging, and sometimes I like to just drop into a pub to have a bit of a rest. And unfortunately, I think the heart most times is too small for that. Whereas the Lyceum, uh, it seems to have more indoor, indoor area. Okay. So yeah. I think it's a little bit more comfortable than the harp. You know, I'm not disputing that harp isn't a cracking place. And like you say, if you get there at the right time and get yourself in the window, as long as people don't stand in front of you. Uh, but I just think... I'd book, in you, order that, to, I'd book you that chair, Nicholas. In, in, in order to have a half I'd explain an hour your illness down, to people who were there and you could sit down. We a wee a wee stop and a and a pint. Then I would go Lyceum, Bruce. Okay, Bruce, you can't vote for the Lyceum. Which one do you vote for? Well, I don't like the harp, and I, the the thing about the harp is, if you're down that street, because after we got the Shandos, then go towards Covent Garden. Mm. On the night that street, 
It's a kind of lots of backs of shops. There's also loads of rubbish down there. The the street itself comprised the backs of shops and backs of places. And I don't think like the street itself. But I really do like the pub, the harp, I have to say. Um, but I think the red, I've not been to the Red Lion, but I have to say, uh, I'm going to definitely go. I thought it looked absolutely stunning. So for me, it will be the Red Lion. Okay. Well, I think I probably agree with you because I think I, I, I'd like to still be okay. But I think I'm probably, I would probably choose another Sam Smith's pub. Because again, as we've explained, the problem was you, you, you haven't got, well, you have to drink South Smith's beer, put it that way, and there's no cask in there. Uh, I think I would probably want to go to the heart personally because the beers, and I can pick a nice beer in there. So I think mm. the be next best thing would probably be a nice uh, pint of Fuller's in the Red Lion. So I think that's where I would probably go. So I think the Red Lion gets the, the first round vote. Okay. So we're on to round two. So round two was the lamb, which Nick put forward. Uh, Bruce put forward the old Cheshire cheese, another Sam Smith pub, and I put forward the Queen's Larder. So, Bruce, of these three, you can't vote for the old Cheshire cheese. So, the lamb or the Queen's Larder? I thought both interiors were quite fantastic, actually. I really did. Uh, but I, um, Queen's Larder, of course, getting inside is going to be a massive issue, isn't it, really? Uh, but I, um, yeah, I do like, I've been for lamb only on one occasion, sadly. I thought it was quite wonderful yesterday. It would be the lamb for me. Okay, Nick, you can't vote for the lamb. So yep. what are you going to choose? The Cheshire cheese so, or the Queen's Larder? No, so this time I'm going to go to Queen's Larder. Uh, okay. Yeah, Cheshire cheese is unique inside, Bruce, but I like to be comfortable. And like you mm. say, it's just like sitting in a cellar. Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me it reminds me of the lend reminds me of the Lendl cellars in, in like York. York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that it, yeah. it's like my cellar, that the unique, but yeah. it, like you say it's subterranean and is it comfortable? And whilst I've never been in the Queen's Ladder, location as well, obviously that part of town, you know, not going quite as far as as, as uh, where the old Cheshire cheese is and uh, yeah, Green King pub, I'll accept that they've got a good range of beers on. So no, I'm intrigued to 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 try the Queen's Ladder. So I would probably go Queen's Larder. Okay. Uh, and I think if I was given the choice of the Cheshire cheese or the lamb, I probably would want to go the lamb. Yeah. So I've been drank in there. It's a nice little street. And actually, there's quite a new little, there's quite a few different shops down there as well, isn't it? It's a bit more kind of, there's a lot of like, I remember right, there's a Caribbean food shop and an Italian deli and stuff. But it's mm. quite a nice street. Oh, you love. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a nice yeah. there. And again, there's normally a good vibe there back in those, those yeah. summer, you know, evenings. And then you yeah, end up near Gorham Fields, which is a lovely big place yeah, space, huge. isn't it? Just, well, yeah, the lamb's the just there. below Gorham Fields. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah huge. Really nice love. So big I think Nick area. wins again. That the lambs, the lambs, going to get the vote for round two, mm -hmm. and then we're on to round three. So round three, we've got the Coaching Horses at Bruce Bob and Soho, not a Sam Smith for Bruce. Well done. Uh, the Crown, which is a Sam Smith in, in, in New Oxford, <laughs> and the Princess Louise, which again is another Sam Smith pub. So Nick, you kick us off this time. What would your choice be? Yeah, sorry again, Bruce. I'd go the crown. Uh, if it has to be a Sam Smith pub, then I would always go Princess Louise, but obviously I can't vote for that one. But I have frequented the crown. Nice, the crown has got that big outside area behind the pub uh, on, a, on a nice evening. Uh, as I say, it, it's mm. quite small inside and it, it's very what you would call utility downstairs. Certainly, I remember last time me and you went there, Mike, we ended up sitting... Uh, in the back room where the bar was, and That's then you right, only yeah. just happened to mention, "Is is your upstairs open, mate?" Yeah. And he said, "Oh yeah," and we went yeah. there, and I was yeah. a bit bit more impressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as I say, the fact that yeah, once again, it just doesn't like a pub at all. If <laughs> if you blink as you walk in that way, you'll miss it because it is quite yeah. small. Uh, but in terms of coaching horses, Bruce, I mean, 
as you know, Jackie's a big theatre goer. So often if we go to the theatre in Soho, she takes me in the pubs and I, I don't like them. They're just too busy. They're not comfortable again. I know all pubs in London are busy, but a bit hit and miss in terms of what beer you can get. And yeah, I know the crown, it's Sam Smith's again, but hey, I'm a Yorkshire lad. I like me Sam Smith anyway. Uh, you know, right. I'll drink the old brewery when you you guys are on, on the electric stuff. So yeah, out of the two, I'd go, I'd go the crown. Okay, uh, Bruce, so you can't go for the coaching horses. So it's it's the choice of Sam Smith. It's the crown, not the Brittany Louise. Yeah, I love the crown. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's almost like a little backstreet booster, isn't it, really? The top of Tottenham yeah. Park Road, which is astonishing, isn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the crown there. Uh, and it's yeah. rough and ready, aren't it? Uh, but I think Princess Louise is an absolute marvel, really. I mean, the work that went into it, say, Rosie uh, Chapters, it's such an amazing job they've done on it, really. You can just sit there, really, and so much, so much to explore in there. Uh, it's just a joy to be inside the Princess Louise. So for me, it'd be the Princess Louise, yeah. Princess Louise, okay. Well, I probably would choose a coaching horses just because uh, it would be uh, nice to go. And I think if, if I think if he went early enough, he'd probably get a seat in there. Or again, he, as I said in London, if he'd get for that half past three before the nutters all come out of the office, well, they probably don't these days because they're all working from home. So I think we're going to have a three-way split on this then. I think we are. Um, but I think if I, well, I don't know, if I said to you all, which pub would you choose? I think the crown might, if we all said we had one pub to go to, would that be the crown? I don't know. What, 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 Princess what Louise, would you You'd say Prince Louise. Yeah. yeah. And especially exploring, uh, exploring the upstairs. I mean, yeah. I, I took Jackie in the upstairs of the crown. She was well impressed with that. Uh, looking at the pictures of the upstairs and the Princess Louise, she'd be even more impressed. So it's a little bit, I don't know, it's, it's quite a bit bigger, isn't it, than the crown, the Princess Louise? It's quite a bigger yeah. pub. Yeah. I don't know whether, yeah, quite, I don't know. Yeah. I know what you say. Mm. Yeah. And, it, and it's a nice place to go. And again, and we've had, we've had some good nights in there. Um, and then what was the one, the other one, we, the other one just to think about is, it's a similar one. What's the one over towards Victoria? Uh, is it called the was it something Bishop or something? I know. Uh, do you remember we, me and, we went there and it, we, again, they'd all gone to the cinema or the, yeah, the play. Yeah, the, the, ta the um, taxi driver couldn't, couldn't believe we, we got yeah. a taxi uh, just outside the... Uh, Cardinal something. It was a, The it was moon a underwater just, just off Trafalgar and we said, right, we want to go here, mate. And it was a black cab driver and even he struggled to remember where it was. And yeah. then he said, we gave him the name of the street. And he said, well, what's there? We said, oh, it's a pub. And he went, what, you want to go there? And yeah. that was once again, it was, I mean, I, I'd had a few by then, as you remember, because that's when I'd <laughs> knacked my ankle in. Um, it was a it was massive, lovely. big, big square pub with a, a massive island bar in the middle. And like you say, it must have been, what, five or six minutes to walk away from the, which which theatre is it, Victoria? It was, the, the it was show uh, Wicked. Wicked, wasn't it? Wicked, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because there is another one down that way called the Edinburgh Castle that me and Jackie have been in, which once again is a typical Sam's Lots Morgany uh, lounge area and then a, a strip floor area as well. Uh, so I was because no, I, I was, cause I, was yeah. I was get those two mixed up. I'm just looking now because I was getting two mixed up. Those uh, uh, I'm just looking now. Crown of Sugarloaf, Duke of York, Old Swiss Cottage, Ordnance Arms, Tom Wilde, Sam Wolf, Smith and Whistle, George. No, I'll, it'll come to me in a minute. Yeah, well, you, um, you came up with it like so. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Well, I quite like that. That was quite a nice little, little whistle, whistle stop. Oh, yeah. so what, what was that the, then, guys? Two, two to me. So, yeah, all right, all right, dish, all right. Split all right. Okay, on the last you one. Get, yeah. Go on, you get a clap and I'll give you a cheer. Right, all right, shut up now. <laughs> right. So that's been, oh, we've done quite well for time there as well. We've had a good little little, little chat through. Um, so the plan next week is, as we said, exciting, really. Uh, and again, I guess it feels like we're getting back towards some kind of normality. The three of us, hopefully, hopefully, 
unless you, I bring the whatever the black, the bury version over to Yorkshire. Although it's in Yorkshire. Uh, hey, Rydale was top of the list again, not one infection last week. Uh, so out of every yeah. out area county in the country, Rydale was the safest. Uh, so yeah. the plan is we are going to meet probably on York Station at around about 11 o'clock on Wednesday. Is- and we're probably going to head off towards Nairsborough and towards Harrogate. Bruce has got a cutting plan trying to get us to go to Pateley Bridge, but I think me and Nick might put our foot down and not spend three hours in the buzz. Uh, uh, Mike, we'll, the... we'll distract you and send them cakes in Nairsborough again. Uh, and it, I say, the, the, the only, like the only... Father Jack, it'd be like Father Jack with a bottle of Jamesons on the end of a piece of string. We'll, we'll the dangle only, one of them uh, choco pans with the confections custard in and he'll, he'll forget all about Pateley Bridge. The only firm thing is we're booked into Rooster's Brewery Tap at three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and the rest is going to be we'll make it up as we go, really. Uh, it's the Tuesday after bank holiday. So, again, we'll be interested to see what's open and what's not open. We're a bit worried about Nairsborough because it's a lovely town. But the, well, I don't the know. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? What are you talking Wednesday, about? Is it? Oh, Wednesday, Wednesday. Sorry. sorry, Wednesday. I've got Wednesday off work, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too, and so, I'm working the next day. Well, so. hopefully. Well, that might be even worse then because Wednesday's the middle of the week. So, we know that in, in uh, Nairsborough, pubs can be a bit eclectic and when they open and stuff um but that's the plan and the i've got a little mobile system set up so we are hopefully going to be doing some podcasts as we go and i will try and splice them all together um and put them out so again i'll probably we'll definitely do an audio one what i'm hoping is to take lots of pictures i'm not going to get too combat i'm not going to try and zoom as we wander around pubs and I'm not carrying laptops, so I can think I can do most of this on my iPhone and my little sound card and a couple of lapel mics that I've uh, procured. So we will do some live podcasting, put that together, and we'll get the audio version out pretty quickly. And then I say I'll hopefully put together a little YouTube version, which has got some pics of our our adventures. And we'll probably stop at about seven o'clock when we get hopefully get back to York and leave it at that. Really. So I think that's it, really, guys. Any more plans for the bank holiday weekend? Well, the weather's quite um, looking better and better now, so we are hoping to go to the coast one day. Um, so um, I suspect that it's uh, Bridley Whitby, uh, Bridley Whitby, Bridley? Uh, Whitby or Scarborough. <laughs> Bridley. Yeah. I'm fancy going to Hornsey again, Nick, actually. I might go to Hornsey again maybe next time we're up next week. We're quite a little nice. Not place. many pubs there, though, is it, mate? Well, there's a few pubs on the way back. Mm. Yeah, desert. Well, Be- Be- Beverly would probably be a better, better direction. Mm. I'll go to Waldock Brewery then on the way, but now. I should have. Uh, very good. And I say I'm I'm off, I'm off to Yorkshire. So again, me and Nick will have some more beer adventures. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah, some of again. us. Some of us. Are, some of us are working. Another, another session as well. Some of us are working Friday, well, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Nick, I would argue that some of us have been working non-stop since uh, March 2020 when yeah, we I won't go there. I won't go there. Right, I'm playing yeah. the music. They kind of take us out again on episode 15. I'm just waving his full as. I'm going to stroke my Griffin then. <laughs> so I hope everybody has a really good bank holiday weekend. Go and support our pubs. Uh, so as Bruce says, the weather looks great. So even if you can't sit inside, get a beer outside. And we will hopefully catch up with you next week with Malt Travel on Tour, which sounds very impressive. Bye. See you later.